Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein at Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I came here to win championships, to win the NFC North, to win the NFC, to win the Super Bowl, to help shepherd and lead a stadium development project, to embrace our alumni, to embrace our history and tradition, and to embrace the absolutely incredible Chicago Bear fans. The Bears have a new president and CEO. His name is Kevin Warren, and we're going to talk a little bit about him and some of the other things surrounding the hire of Kevin Warren here on The Score. I'm Lawrence. Dan had some stuff that he needs to do, so I'm here with you, just me hanging out with the peeps until 2 o'clock today. I had to hit up my man Jack because uh, I I write a column for the Sun-Times, and I name-check Jack in the column because I felt like he was really essential to giving context and and maybe being a catalyst for change over at the Bears. And I'll let him kind of explain that. But but we, we had to get him on the show, and he was nice enough to join me. He's also on Twitch, so you can see the crazy hair. Twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 The Score. Jack Silverstein now joining me here. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Much calmer hair than a few months ago. Yeah, uh, when we saw you, yes, as softball, it was looking. I mean, I like it either way, man. I feel like if you, if I wish I could still do that, you know, like I wish I could go crazy with the hair. So while you can, I feel like people. While you can, you should do it. You should do it. And and as uh, and I've said to a few people, uh, I'm very excited. I've got some some grays or silvers coming in here, which means if all goes according to plan, I'm going to age into Doc Brown. Oh, that's right. That's actually a perfect comp for you. Yes. Yeah. You're you're going we'll find out whether or not you've got any plutonium. Um we'll find out. Yeah. So tune so, in ne- tune in next week. Take us back. Take us back to Bears 100 and yeah. take us back to the unveiling of the throwback uniforms. So that was the summer of 2019. It was, I would say, for the purposes of the team's progression, the absolute worst time that we could happen to have our 100th year celebration because we were coming off the double doink and it, like, everything was blown up into, like, we got this, you know, we got it, we're going to win and championships and everybody on stage. And I don't know, it just it felt like a lot. But while that was happening the big news break was the new throwbacks that they would be wearing uh twice in 2019 and they were the 1936 throwbacks which were very similar to jerseys they wore throughout the 1930s with the notable exception of four silver stripes alternating colors uh navy and orange on each shoulder and that is what made them stand out they were described at the time as psychedelic stripes 
that they thought um, would catch the eyes of fans uh, at Wrigley Field in 1936. So they had Kyle Fuller and Tariq Cohen debut them and fashion them, you know, walk out and introduce them as you do with jerseys. Right around this time was the birthday of Joe Lillard. Joe Lillard was one of the great backs or could have been one of the great backs of the 30s. He spent the 1933 season uh, on the Chicago Cardinals. And he and a tackle named Ray Kemp had the distinction of being the final black players in the NFL before 1946, before this 12-year ban on black players. And that was a piece of history that I knew about, but it was like smudged. Like I grew up with the, the 75 seasons tape that NFL Films put out in 1994. And they kind of like made mention of it, but you always hear it more from the Kenny Washington side and Woody Strode. Mm-hmm. You hear it from the side of like, these are the guys who, I don't like break the color line. It sounds like breaking the four minute mile. They yeah, like, it's, it's like, here's Fritz Pollard. Like it, it's, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't like that phrasing because you should put the emphasis on the actor. There, there were people who kept them out. They didn't like, break a line so you always hear about it from that end but i had never heard of joe lillard i had never or ray kemp i never heard about the players who were removed in order for it to begin yeah they mentioned fritz pollard in 75 seasons and it's like fritz pollard in 1920 and 1921 and then dot 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 kenny washington so i started reading on joe lillard and because I was thinking about the 1936 jerseys and because George McCaskey made such a big deal repeatedly about these are from this one year. Like we went nine and three in this one year and it was all this focus on this one year. And I just was thinking about it and I said, well, that, those were probably the first two black players to wear the jerseys. And then I started thinking about, you know, George Hallis's role in the NFL at that point and how I had always heard the story of NFL segregation, that it was always just placed upon George Preston Marshall, who was only in his second year as an owner, certainly the leader, um, but wouldn't have been able to like overtake everyone if they weren't going along. And so that's where I was thinking about well, George Hallis. He, he was the founding member of the league. He was running the rules committee. He basically told, you know, he helped hire their uh, their commissioners. He told people what to do. Other owners, commissioner of the league. So he had to be involved in this in a pretty heavy way, and that's where that story started taking root. So it was it was uh, June, and I didn't publish until the last week of August because it was just a lot of like covering my bases and figuring out yeah. what exactly was the story here. And and so you do that, and this is kind of an embarrassing moment for the Bears when they offer these jerseys up and you were right. Like these are the, the players modeling the uniforms of the first black players to wear them. What happened after you did your story on it? So we published the story of Windy City Gridiron on August twenty eighth. About a week later I got a DM from Santita Jackson who reached out because Reverend Jackson had found the story. And he invited me onto, and Santita, uh, his producer, co-host, and his daughter, they invited me onto Reverend Jackson's show. I think it was September 7th. It was a Sunday morning. And one of the other guests on that show was Jim Rose. 
And Jim in those conversations, he didn't know as much about this either. So he was, it was, you know, he was catching up on it as well. And he said, you know, I'm going to bring this into Hallis Hall. Now, I don't know what happened from there. I was never able to talk to Jim. I never heard it from George McCaskey's side. So I don't know exactly what happened. But somehow through that process, you know, through those then three weeks before we wore them uh, on the Sunday against Minnesota, somehow it became clear that maybe this was a big story or something. You know, honestly, I don't really know. George decided to bring it to the players and he said, here's what happened. Here's what these jerseys are. And then they put together their video. The, the, yeah, the, five, the, the, the social justice committee plus George McCaskey. And when it came time in the video to actually say what the team had done in the 30s and that they'd participated in this ban in segregation, to George's credit, he said that part of the video. I mean, he didn't leave it to Trubisky or Akeem Hicks or Trevathan or Chase Daniel or um, Trey Burton. He said it. And I was asleep on the couch in between putting the kids to bed and doing dishes. And you texted me and Lester Wilfong, my editor from Windy City Gridiron, texted me and said, look, look at this. Like, have you seen this? I had not seen it. So something in there happened. But, you know, what stands out to me is that there wasn't really like that level of heat. I mean, what brought heat to the story was George doing the video. That's what made it something that people couldn't ignore. You know, the Tribune and sometimes covered it. The next day or two days later, I did interviews with Sports Illustrated, um, ESPN Radio, Sarah Spain. I did an interview with BBC. I mean, it went national. It went global. And obviously, it went to the CBS broadcast. But really, that was George. He, you know, I mean, he made that happen. They weren't reporting on my story. They weren't reporting on the controversy. They were reporting on the video. So, Jack, like to, to kind of like bring, put a bow on this. What does it say to you that three years ago we have this really embarrassing moment for the Bears, and now we look up at the beginning of the week and Kevin Warren is introduced as the president and CEO? It seems like a seismic change from where we were with the Bears in 2019. Yeah, I think it is, and I was thinking that through, and I've been putting together a timeline, and it's a timeline that I had in some uh, some degree already put together, and, and I just wanted to – expand on it. And I I think what we've seen here, and this is, there's going to be a lot of speculation here from me, and I've got a interview request out to George McCaskey, and I hope to speak with him. But to me, what I, what it looks like is maybe seven steps or six steps and then an outcome. I think you've got someone who is interested in this kind of progress. You, you look at Tanisha Wade, who was involved in the hiring of Kevin Warren and Liz Geist, who was involved in the hiring of Kevin Warren. Tanisha Wade, they hired in 2013, Liz Geist in 2014. They also hired Champ Kelly in 2015. I think there was an awakening in 2016 and 2017 with Colin Kaepernick's national anthem protest. And then when President Trump made his big statement, the reporting at the time, and I had to go back to refresh myself on this, was that Uh, John Fox and George McCaskey called players in at the hotel. They were getting ready to play Pittsburgh the next day and spoke to everybody and said, you know, we've got your back, whatever it is that you want to do, but we want to do it as a team. Somewhere in there, Sam Acho popped up because Prince of Mukamara talked about, we weren't sure what we were going to do. Sam Acho said the plan is to link arms, and we all went and did that. 
So then somewhere in there, Sam Ocho and George McCaskey then embarked upon this, I don't know, tour of experiences. So over Martin Luther King weekend in 2018, they were at a church. They were at a prison in Louisiana in March of 2018. They did a police ride-along. So there was some kind of education and conversation, and George McCaskey gave an interview, and he talked about that. So I think maybe listening and then responding genuinely when something didn't go right or when someone, you know, expressed something, because I think they just didn't think it all the way through with the jerseys. Mm -hmm. I think because they had the centennial scrapbook that came out that summer that uh, Don Pearson and Dan Pompey wrote, and the the ban and the and sort of like a light allusion to George Hallis's participation in it is in the book. So I just don't think he thought it all the way through, like and made those connections of saying, gosh, we've got this story in the book. We know this happened. Now we're going to put out throwbacks from 1936. It's going to be the first ever throwback that we've had that was tied to one specific season, not an era, not like these are the 1940s jerseys. These are the 1920s jerseys. What is it going to say if people start to ask or think about 1936? You know, I just don't think he thought it through all the way. And I think that if presented with a similar scenario today, whatever that would be, I I suspect he would. He then built structures, 2018 to 2021. And again, let's go back to those three people I mentioned. He promoted Kelly, Champ Kelly in 2017. He promoted uh, Geist and Tanisha Wade in the summer of 2021 and, and they drafted fields in April. So they drafted fields in April of 21. They promoted Liz Geist in July of 21. They hired their first ever female scout Ashton Washington in August of 21. They promoted Tanisha Wade in September of 21. And then in January of 22, they put Wade and Lamar Campbell on the committee to look into a new general manager and new head coach. So like, and then they, and then they end up hiring Ryan Poles, like building exactly. that structure. And then they build one out where they end up with Kevin Warren being their president. Jack, I could talk, you know, man, cause we have these conversations. Like I could talk to you forever, but I'm up against the break. I got, I got, I got 30 seconds. Okay. Make Devin Hester's hall of fame case. He was just voted a top 10 finalist in this first year of eligibility. His Hall of Fame case is done. He's going to be in in the next two years. The person Bears fans have to think about is Lance Briggs. He's the person who's in real trouble. He's got 10 linebackers now ahead of him who are either on the ballot or going to be upcoming, you know, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley. You want to talk about someone, you want to spend your time promoting someone and thinking about how to change people's mindset on someone. Lance Briggs, even coming up on just five years of eligibility, is in real trouble, and I wouldn't ordinarily say that. Jack, I love you, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for jumping on the show. Thanks for having me, Lawrence. Appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.